Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to a wonderful session and we're going to learn more about this wage subsidy program. And Cheryl, as you can see, is the presenter of this. And without further ado, over to you, Cheryl. Good morning, everyone. want to thank you for joining this webinar today and also to thank uh, Shireen for hosting, including me in this presentation, uh, exploring work term um, possibilities for students and business owners to be more cost effective so that they can bring valuable skills and insights to any organization. Today we'll discuss the subsidies that are available if you have any questions on how to find and hire students to help uh, business uh, recover and grow, please contact me directly. Um, so I believe my screen is being shared right now, so I'll show you uh, the presentation. Uh, the Work Integrated Learning Program, uh, which we uh, classify as WILL, is a digital program for uh, hope and uncertain times during uh, this pandemic. Um, so a little bit about ICTC. We were actually uh, a sector council um, that was created uh, back in the early 90s. And uh, we were a policy research guidance to the federal uh, government on labor market trends and the impact of technology on the economy. We became a not-for-profit not in mid-2000 and we're actively providing research policy recommendations to government industry. We also have a capacity building team, which is the team that I'm a part of. And our goal is to ensure that we have sufficient pool of talent to meet the talent needs as we go forward. The ICTC Will Digital Program is one of those capacity building initiatives with the goal of helping businesses take on a work term student, to, so a post-secondary student, to provide opportunities for them to gain valuable skills in the workplace so that they can help them be prepared to work in uh, the workplace um, and specifically to support the digital economy. Uh, ICTC has a number of programs and if you would like to learn more about that, feel free to reach out to me directly. So what uh, we'll be discussing today is uh, the work integrated learning and will is all about preparing students to enter the workforce as I mentioned after graduation so they would be employed during their school time. Um, and it would provide the employer with an opportunity to really get to know a prospective future employer uh, employee. Okay, so just to re reiterate so basically this is a program where you offer the wage subsidy if they hire students as part of it. They have to hire a student. That's what Will is for. It is strictly Excellent. for post-secondary students in um, uh, Canadian institutions anywhere right. in Canada. And um, I'll go over the details of what, what's involved and where you would apply. And everything would be online. Excellent. Okay. So to support employers, so the program is to support employers who provide a work integrated learning opportunity. So what that means is that the student would be in the workplace or learning remotely through a work term um, that are both federally and provincial wage subsidies um, available to uh, business owners. So you can get provincial funding and you can also stack it with our funding as we are a federal funder. And Canadian businesses can apply for both in many cases, and that creates a compelling reason for anyone to take on a work term student. So imagine like having uh, the ability to take a student on to train um, who would do the work for you. And I will be briefing you on the Will Digital Subsidy and about the post-secondary education training and labor, um, which is basically what will be, uh, that would be what this program really is entailing. Um, we work with those um, post-secondary programs in Canada and the students would be in a co-op or they can just be enrolled and there will be an opportunity to ask questions if there's any questions after. Excellent. Hey Cheryl, just a heads up, there's a box showing there in the middle of your site. Ah, it's gone now. Perfect. Okay. Um, so funding for our WILL program is provided through the Government of Canada. It's a student workplace program. So we, uh, we classify them as ESDC. 
Um, there's a number of SWIP partners in Canada that provide funding for different industry sectors. You can find more about that on the federal government uh, will programs on the government website, but predominantly we're part of that uh, information communication technology council. That's myself, uh, ICTC, there's Tech Nation, um, Canadian Council for Aerospace, Environmental, Biotalent, um, Electricity and Human Resources, Mining and Venture for Canada. So these are programs that most businesses would know and if they don't, they can find other um, opportunities there as well. But we're all basically coming from the same uh, federal funding. Um, so just to tell you a little bit about a local story in good old Victoria. Um, before we get into the details, I'd like to share the story of the ocean um, robotics, the open ocean robotics and their experiences with the work term students. Um, so Open Ocean Robotics is actually a Victoria-based company and they build uh, autonomous ocean vessel vessels. So in the late 18, uh, sorry, in 2018, Julian, Colin, Angus were working out there out of the garage with this vision. They needed some help with the electronics for their prototype. And then it being in pre-revenue with limited resources, they decided, so before they were making money on this project, they decided to look for a low-cost option to move forward. Um, Julie then decided to take on a work term uh, co-op students from the University of Victoria in the electrical engineer program. Uh, so in May 2019, Julie applied for the ICTC funding to help keep their costs down and brought on two uh, students um, to, as members to uh, help them with their project. So these are, these are post-secondary students from UVic. Um, they were able to provide them with the expertise that they were that they needed uh, to demonstrate the value of the students they brought to the team. Julie received funding for actually three more students in July and August. So we don't just fund one student for an employer. We actually can pay under um, our funding um, requirements for a number of students in the same year. So she ended up asking for one, got started with two, and then ended up with three. And clearly they've been very successful in part because of the talented students they brought on in their pre-revenue stage to help them grow. And as you can see, they've won some awards um, in the um, area of um, their in industry, which uh, ocean robotics is quite a growing industry in, in British Columbia. Um, so you can see here that they uh, were able to achieve these awards through their, uh, through their learning and growth. So uh, basically o, uh, ORR, we'll just call them, uh, ended up uh, hiring one of the co-ops as a full-time employee. So this is again, another opportunity to meet students in an interim role. We pay for it um, up to a percentage. And then Julie basically hired that um, uh, student to become a full-time employee. And Julie's applied for other work-term students this summer. So she's continuously using st uh, students in Victoria area for her business. And the two people on this, web page either our work co-op students are now instrumental in the success of the um, OOR program which is the um, open ocean robotics so you can see. So typically um, how this was how it would work is a student would receive a salary in the range of 15 or 20 dollars an hour depending strictly on the employer so the employer would pay the um, student for their work term while they're in this program um, with no subsidy, there's typically uh, a large cost for the employer to do that. If they wanted to take the money out of their own account, that, that would cost higher. It might be a barrier for many businesses and organizations. With ICTC will subsidy, the expense is significantly less. We don't pay 100% of the wage, we pay a portion. 
And, and then this summer, by combining um, ICTC's federal subsidy with the provincial subsidy program, summer work terms can be very cost effective. So in some cases, not 100% coverage, but you can get more than um, even ICTC is willing to. And that also would come into play. Uh, there's other funders in British Columbia, such as Innovation BC. They will also staff funding with, um, with ICTC. So that just means that you have more, um, more opportunities to um, uh, afford a student in the workplace. So our Whale Digital Program is funded, as I said, by the Canadian government and through the Student Work Placement Program. If you ever hear of the term um, SWPP, SWIP, we know that that's what it stands for. Applying for a Whale subsidy is very, very easy and a very broad range of roles can qualify for funding. Um, a lot of people get confused when they go to our website. They think we're just a Whale um, digital funder and actually, um, for example, um, we can share with you like just a traditional um, uh, a role that would normally be considered as IT roles, as you can see. Yeah, I see a little box there. I don't know why that's showing. Um, so again, traditional IT roles would be like a game uh, designer, intern, programmer, mobile um, application developer. But a traditional uh, engineering role would be like manufacturing, uh, a typical engineering co-op, or an embedded engineering in intern. So again, you can you you can also hire other faculties. It's it's very broad in the way that we allow um, funding to be eligible for almost um, all. So other digital tech roles that our funding is available for are business development and digital marketing. Uh, so a lot of people right now are looking for that type of role, but it's interesting that a lot of people didn't know that that's what we would would we'd also be able to fund. So financial administrators, interns um, in operations, design, marketing, associates, uh, analysts research assistants, tax analysts, communication coordinators, a digital contract management intern. I want to make, make a note too that these students would be hired on as an employee, not a contractor, um, because they're going to be paid through the employer's payroll system. And after that, uh, we, would, we would basically pay the, um, the business owner. So again, another um, idea is for um, any type of employment that is available for our funding to the business owner would be technical research, website management, product management. Um, you can see all of the opportunities here, communications, research. Um, so basically identifying opportunities for any kind of um, businesses that need to have these types of supports in their uh, payroll. Um, so you would, uh, this would again be supporting full-time staff who plan, schedule, execute, document annual maintenance and responders of any kind of training programs. So this is basically the outline for the Will Digital uh, program. We pay 70% or 50%. So 70 up to $7,000 for any underrepresented student or 50%, which is up to $5,000. Um, again, we do include provincial subsidies and considered um, under the 7,000 amount would be an underrepresented group, which would be a woman in STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, math, indigenous students, recent newcomers to Canada, must be within five years, students with disabilities um, or a first year st student. So the other thing that we would not currently um, fund right now through this program because it's Canadian is international students. So no international students are eligible right now for this program. 
Um, again, um, so the business requirements for the employer would be that they um, must hire post-secondary from a public university. So no private colleges um, are eligible for this program. Um, the business can be a profit business or not-for-profit. It can be, it must be registered in Canada, must have a safe work environment when um, in the past we normally had students in the workplace. That's a requirement to have general liability insurance. So student is covered under WorkSafe um, um, uh, insurance. Um, and again, the employee uh, is hired, the student is hired as an employee, not a contractor. The position requirements are typically around IT or digital tech, but it's really using any technology. So it could be technical sales or digital marketing. Can be a full-time or part-time position. Must offer a meaningful will opportunity. And what that means is, is basically um, giving the students some kind of um, opportunity to learn on the job, to be mentored and trained by the employer, um, and that they're not... Um, you know, just uh, filling in a role for someone who was recently laid off. So that's not the, the opportunity here is to train students so that they can be employable um, when they graduate from their programs. And hopefully, you know, if the operations um, are very happy with a the student, they would eventually hopefully hire them as a permanent employee, but there's no obligation to do that. So again, not to replace any displaced staff. And currently with COVID, we are now allowing, um, so ESDC is allowing office workers to work from a remote home so they don't have to be in the workplace unless they're operating a safe distancing uh, protocols but right now you can hire a student between now and next year remotely so you don't have to have an office space and net new is something that is just a it's a legal term around number of students that are allowed to be working and that is something that will eventually be eliminated So basically the new updates for uh, this year and fall 2020, um, this is approved changes from ESDC, um, is basically all post-secondaries now qualified. They don't have to be in a co-op. They can just be enrolled in university. They just have to show proof that they're enrolled, that the duration and start dates are now flexible. It used to be you can only hire students during their terms that they were um, in school. They can work any type of start date or end date. Um, remote placements are allowed because of the protocols around COVID. And the application process to support pre-approvals is possible. So if a business employer wants to uh, find out if they can be pre-approved, they would just email our office and then they would basically um, have you know, more information as to the approval process. So uh, the eligibility for the student as they must be in a publicly funded um, post-secondary institution, they have to provide proof of registration or enrollment. So they can be a full-time, part-time student. They can be an undergrad, master's or PhD. So any discipline. So that means not just digital, not just computer science, not just engineers. They can be a student from commerce, um, psychology, philosophy, as long as they're using some form of digital um, components like technology is using computers, software. Those are the types of things that um, we're requiring for the role. And we usually base that on the job description we receive from the employer. Um, so uh, the requirements for the student is they must be Canadian citizen or PR. So they can have a permanent resident status, that's fine. And if they're uh, protected or defined by the Immigration Refugee Act, they would be considered um, eligible for this program. They just have to show supporting documents. The other thing that I have to really clarify is we have no age limit. There is some funding available provincially, but it is for specific age groups. Our funding is really for any age group. So that means quite often, you know, mature students or first year students are applicable. We also do some new things. Uh, we're providing credentialing um, around five models called FinTech, Intelligent Retail, Advanced Manufacturing, Artificial Intelligence, or Cybersecurity. These are the new uh, studies that are now coming into Canada that are uh, in demand. 
So what this means is we're going to be providing with the employer a certification to the student to learn these types of things. They would do an online program from their home and uh, they would learn uh, additionally, um, it's like an online course that they would take and then they would get a certification stating that they're eligible uh, to work in these types of industries. So FinTech is the one we just recently launched and that uh, we're working on the other four models. Um, the FinTech is financial technology. So if they're doing any kind of accounting, um, things like that, this is a great opportunity for the students to gain some more uh, applicable skills to add to their resume. So the submission steps are quite simple. We just check the eligibility of the employer uh, through their, uh, their entry. They're the ones that initiate the contract. They would uh, enter their name and email on their online portal, and then they create a profile. After they uh, obtain a student that they want to hire, they would enter the student's information into the system. And then uh, once the student has uploaded their proof of enrollment and their, their, their citizenship, they would be issued a contract from our finance department. And from that point on, they, the student can start working with the, uh, with the employer. So again, here's some other steps um, that show, sorry, uh, that show uh, the company profile starts, then the placement would put their info in. Once the information from the student is uploaded, we typically are approving the applications within a week. Typically in the past, it took um, two weeks to do. So now with, we're having so much in, uh, intake from employers right now are using this funding. Um, it's sometimes very new to them, so they didn't know they could hire immediately. And I always recommend that employers uh, apply first and then um, when they have the students, then they would, they would um, they'd be approved. So this is our, our portal. Um, if you're ever out anywhere and don't have our card or access um, to the information, all you have to do is put wil.digital into the web uh, server. And basically you would see where you would apply. And everything is online, you hit the apply now. You would just start here with your email and then they give it a password. And then from that point on, that is your contract online that you would use. If there's ever any doubt as to how to do anything, there's a downloadable PDF application guide for employers. So this makes it very simple. It talks about all the things I've just mentioned, the 50 to 70%, depending on what type of student you get. Um, and then the fact that it's just very online. There's no forms to download or fill out. There's no letter writing. The only thing that's required from the employer and the student is a lesson plan that would talk about the activities the student would be um, doing in the workplace uh, for the employer. So it's something that we have to share with the SDC. And then again, another example of just, uh, there's a contract, we would need the banking information to know what to pay, where to pay the employer. Um, they share a lesson plan with us. It takes five to 10 minutes to share that. We would check halfway through the term um, and they can use a student between one week to uh, 16 weeks. So we typically play, pay up to uh, 50 or 70% for four months of them using this funding. Um, at the final evaluation, um, they, they would be um, reimbursed for any of the, the percentage of the wage subsidy that they um, were able to receive. So we pay for, we reimburse the employer after the student completes their uh, placement with the, um, with the employer. So again, we just check in with the student and the employer halfway through and at the end just to make sure everything is, um, you know, everybody's happy, everybody's working together. If you're not satisfied, if either parties are not satisfied, um, they can basically, um, you know, reapply and get another student if they choose. That's, that's why we, we do the, uh, the check-in at different points. So just some basic facts about our program. The placement can be less than four months, or it could be four months, or it can even be more than four months. We've often placed interns um, in an eight-month period. We just do two contracts 
of four months. Um, there's no minimum hours of, of uh, work that's required. We always say at least 15 to make it meaningful for the student to learn um, what they need to in the, in the workplace. Um, and it's up to the employer. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a negotiated um, hourly, um, weekly amount that the employer and the student um, come together and figure out what they want to do. Um, the newcomer, uh, the five-year um, limit, they must have started their PR uh, application before the start of the work term. If they don't have their PR yet, but during the work term, that's fine. And if the student does not return to study, say they're working and then they decide, no, I'm not going to go back to school, the employer is still subsidized. So it's not a penalized thing to the employer. Some students decide that they're not able to continue with their program. The, the employer would still be subsidized. Again, no age limit um, for the students, um, no age limit for the employers. Uh, Non-for-profits non are eligible. So any um, charities or nonprofits that are not already federally funded, because you cannot stack funding in Canada with two federal, they would be eligible. And there's lots of uh, registered charities that do not get any federal funding. So they would be eligible for this wage study so they can hire someone to help them in their charity. The net new is just a terminology that they use in Ottawa. It's a baseline for the number of students that were typically hired. So if the employer hired one this year and they use this funding um, the following year, the requirement is that, that um, there's an expectation to hire one extra. So it's uh, because a lot of employers use this funding every year ongoing. This is why uh, we always set a baseline, but I believe that's gonna be eliminated um, in the fall. So it doesn't matter how many students the person uses or does not. Um, so if you have any additional questions, you can actually reach me uh, directly at my email, which is c.serpanchy, that's my first name and last name, Cheryl Serpanchy at ictc-ctic.ca. And my direct phone number in, um, in Canada is 1204-390-4548. Um, I can take uh, questions um, today if there's anybody on the line. And if not, I would love and appreciate if you would add me to your LinkedIn, if you're interested in communicating with your LinkedIn, that's fine. I'm typically um, connecting with more business owners there. Um, we would like help with um, letting people know. So I really appreciate Shireen and promoting this yeah, program today. You have a question. Oh, great. Yeah, and again, okay. you can find us on, on the social media channel. So feel free to add us there too. Yeah, um, unfortunately, due to time constraints, we won't be able to take too many questions because I have to jump no onto problem. that meeting. Um, but this question is saying, how long is the whole application process? So from the time they fill it out, how soon, or it all depends, would you say? Well, basically, it's uh, so it's the initiative of the employer. They must apply first, and then they add the student. So as uh, I always find, as long as the student has been entered, it doesn't take more than a week. Um, if they email us and need the information to, to see if they're approved quickly, they usually email us and then I kind of, um, you know, remind my, my team in Ottawa, please, can you process this application? Because they want to hire the student almost immediately. As soon as they apply, they sometimes want to hire the same day. But we need to see the student's information before we can approve anything. And sometimes there's a backlog. Like right now it's busy. So we've, we've got a, a smaller team in Ottawa. We're looking to hire four more positions. So we're looking for some employer um, employee, employees in Ottawa area. So if anybody on this call is looking for work, I can send them more information about that as well. We have oh, wow. four positions based in Ottawa and Quebec right now that okay, are available. Mm -hmm. um, the next question is, um, hold on a second, let me try to read it. It's just to my email. Um, try to word it properly. Okay, so they're asking that if they do apply for the program, how many can they have essentially? Um, as many as they need. 
as long as they can cover those salaries. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So there's no again, cap. No, there's no cap. Um, if you need 10 students or 20, one uh, employer in Ontario is looking to hire 50. And wow. we, when we spoke, she would like to do an online retail training for all businesses. So she needs to look at students in every city. And then she'd also like someone to help her with business development in every city. So I might be putting her in touch with you, Shereen, because she's an awesome woman. She's trying to get any businesses that are currently like have a storefront to turn into an online retail business. Absolutely. And she understands a lot of employers really struggle with um, onboarding and even just how to go virtually because everything is being pivoted now to be an online environment like digital is the future. And we printed a report um, a year ago that I can share with anybody. There were expected 300,000 uh, new jobs between now and 23 in the technology sector. That's probably tripled since COVID has come into play. Absolutely, right? Innovate or die is always exactly. I know people are set in their ways and I, I'm a big believer of supporting local, but mm -hmm. the local has to adapt to change as well and have a presence locally, but have a presence online as well. That's really important. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that we're doing this today um, is an example of how to do business in Canada. Like we are now becoming a smaller global community. Like I can, I can do business across uh, the region and I'm doing it actually faster yeah. More often, because instead of me, you know, being out in Victoria or in BC or Alberta, I'm actually making connections with people hourly. So I know how busy we both are. We have a lot of clients. Um, and I definitely have heard a lot of interest in British Columbia. They seem to be the biggest employers right now next to Ontario for hiring during this uh, economic um, kind of crisis that's going on. But again, there's there's a lot movement. of infrastructure projects are happening here, I'm finding. Yeah, and same in Manitoba. I, I, I'm new to Manitoba, I just moved here a year ago from Victoria. And I would have to say, even when I looked at homes this, this month, uh, every home I looked at was sold uh, within wow. a week. So there's a lot of development going on. There's a, there's a strong economic um, community here. Um, but again, it's like you said, local is great because everybody that can share um, what's going on can often help each other. So again, it's a collaborative environment here. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's really important that we continue the conversation. So I can't thank you enough for the opportunity oh, to share absolutely. with you. We have another question. I have sure. another question. Okay. okay. So someone's asking here, uh, could you help with the hiring? So if they if yes. you know yes. people who could offer good, so they're basically saying they have staffing needs, you guys are covering it. Could you also provide them with the, with the re that staff? <laughs> Yeah, well, so they would work closer with the university. So we would put them in touch with any university in their local area or anywhere in Canada, because you really can, like if NBC wanted to hire a student from Waterloo, you can do that. Um, if, it, if a Manitoba business owner wants to hire someone from UVic or UBC, they can do that, at least until now, um, until next year, because during the COVID protocols, they're saying everybody must work remotely. Uh, solely some businesses are allowing workplace, you know, the workplace to be open to the employees, but what we would do is we would introduce the employer to a co-op department in any university that they're seeking the students with. And then this, the, they would vet the students with the co-op department. So it's again, they're the ones working with the students, they would know better. I also recommend to a lot of employers, put your job descriptions on Indeed, because you'll find a lot of people looking for work there. As long as the students enrolled in university, they, can, they would do all the interviewing, we would do it for them. We just provide the funding. So we pay for the salary up to 70%. And we're hoping to um, increase that. That's the goal, that there will be more funding, more available dollars um, coming up in the next couple of months. Exciting time. So, Cheryl, yes. 
And unfortunately, to all those who are asking me questions, I'll put you in touch with uh, Cheryl directly. Uh, we're going to have to end because I got to jump on another meeting here. Uh, but thanks so much for your time. And thanks for helping out our fellow Canadians in achieving, you know, more opportunities for, um, for all of us. You're awesome. Thank you. And I am not in Hawaii, but I'm fondly wishing and hoping that we all can get out and in, in the world and travel. And I hope to meet you in person one day, Shereen. Can't thank you enough for all your support. And I think you're an incredible addition to the economic uh, development that's going on in that province right now. So I thank think you. Hey, you're helping people. You're giving them money at times we need money. <laughs> I often find it hard giving the money away. I wish more people would take it. So tell them to reach out anytime. Absolutely. You're awesome. Take care. Have a great day, Cheryl. Okay, and we thank you. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.